You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Sean Anderson. On this week's episode... I will speak to Peter Beal Del Vecchio, the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services, and you'll hear from WGN sports reporter Mike Lowe on why he's running a triathlon. Welcome to Score Values. I'm Sean Anderson, and today I'm joined by the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services, Peter Beal Del Vecchio. How are you, Peter? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Excited to talk to you. Uh, St. Vincent's a, a name that I'm very used to. I, I went to a, a Catholic uh, grammar school, so you know St. Vincent is a, a person I'm very familiar with. But uh, Marillac St. Vincent Family Services, I'm not. So for our audience and myself, could you explain a little bit about what you guys do? Sure, happy to do it. And uh, the Marillac part comes from uh, St. Louise de, de Marillac. She was a partner with St. Vincent. So uh, we've combined two organizations a couple of years ago, and so hence the name that we have now. Uh, but it's easiest to think about what we do in three basic pillars, the first one being early ch- early, early childhood education, which is uh, we take kids as young as six weeks old uh, up to five years old who are getting ready for kindergarten. And then our uh, second pillar would be youth services, which is before and after school care for kids once they are in kindergarten, so five years old up to age 13. And uh, we also, under youth services, have a program for pregnant and parenting teenagers, where we have uh, doulas who help uh, through the birth process and birth plan, et cetera. And then our final pillar is community outreach services. So uh, we have uh, two food pantries that we run, one of the largest on the uh, west side that the Greater Chicago Food Depository works with, uh, as well as a lot of work with seniors, helping them to be able to stay independent and and at home. Um, And we have some other programs that we do in conjunction with the county around utility assistance and uh, programs with the city where we do uh, crisis intervention. If a police officer goes and finds someone is not taking care of themselves uh, during a well-being check, uh, they can dispatch our social workers to make sure that people get their help. So it's uh, it's a full gamut. Uh, we we uh, have, I think, uh, uh, obviously prenatal with our uh, moms who are and moms to be, and uh, all the way to our, our oldest senior. I think is 102. So uh, when we say family services, it is that that full life gamut. But those three pillars: early childhood, youth services, and community outreach. Yeah, I was about to say you guys really do embrace the family part. We're talking to Peter Beal Del Vecchio, the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. Peter, let's start off maybe with uh, yourself. Uh, I saw that you joined this uh, organization back in 2018. How has this grown since you've joined in 2018 as a CEO? 
Sure. And uh, it's, you know, a lot of things have been going on. We've, we've been around for 105 years. So there was a lot in place before I even came on board. Uh, I was part of the board for a couple of years before I came into the CEO role in 2018. And uh, it's been fantastic to, to be part of it. Uh, probably our, our largest uh, growth piece in that time has been becoming part of what is known as early head start and head start. So yet another layer for our early childhood program. And uh, we're just uh, starting a new partnership uh, with a new Head Start grant through uh, uh, Start Early, uh, another great organization in town that uh, was formerly known as the Ounce of Prevention Fund. So a lot of the listeners may know it as that, but now it's called Start Early. Yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, what are you guys looking to do with that part of Head Start in the early childhood uh, section of your, your tiers? Uh, what's, what's the benefit to the, the people that you serve? Sure. I, it, mostly we have served for decades uh, working families where they had to qualify for the child care assistance program. And to qualify for that, uh, you have to be working. And with Early Head Start and Head Start, there's actually a cap. You, you can't make more than 100% of the federal poverty level, which is about $25,000 for a family of four. So, um, it's really families that, for, for whatever reason, um, can't work full-time uh, or there's a disability involved for the parents. And so uh, this is a way for their child to get early childhood education uh, because they don't qualify for uh, the CCAP program. This is another avenue for uh, families to take advantage of uh, making a you know, brighter future for their children. Uh, it's, it's amazing if you look at the research in terms of those early years between uh, really birth and three, and then another big jump between age three and five, the 85% of your brain is developed in that time. And so uh, the, the science just continues to illustrate how important it is to have that solid foundation and actually the, the trajectory that it can put you on if you really get that education early on. This is Score Values on 670 The Score. We are joined by Peter Beal Del Vecchio, the CEO and the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. Peter, you talked about poverty and, and that CCAP level. Um, you also have on your website uh, a, a whole section just to devote it to ending poverty. Um, so could you talk about why that is such an important part of this service? Sure. It's really it's our vision statement is to end the cycle of poverty and uh, we do our part to really help families to uh, be empowered. And it, it's really not us doing for them and us telling them what we think they need. It's really about working with them and them defining you know, what their goals are and, and what their dreams are and how to achieve them. And so sometimes that's through uh, our early childhood program. And sometimes it's our youth services program. Sometimes it's for our, our seniors. And empowerment looks like being able to stay in your home and remain independent. So if you, you really track all that we do, uh, empowerment really is key. 
it's finding ways for people to uh, to grow and be sustainable uh, kind of on their own. You know, what is it that they need to be able to uh, advance? And that really, we think, is the key to ending the the cycle of poverty and and really trying to, I guess, in some ways, you'd call it break that cycle. But the reality is, it it, it takes sometimes multiple generations to get there. And is it an audacious goal? It, it, it certainly is. Uh, you know, chances are, uh, you know, there will have poverty with us as, as, as long as we live, but we're doing our part now to, to chip away at it and find ways, like I said, to really empower people to be able to move forward. Yeah, exactly. And doing this show, I mean, so many people have these very big uh, mission statements. I think last week we talked to somebody who, who wants to end homelessness by 2035. I think I told them in that yeah. interview, no one's going to be mad if you do. Uh, but also, you know, just for the, the, the effort and the idea, uh, it, it's very uh, goodwilled and good nature. Uh, Peter Beal Delvecchio, the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services on Score Values. Uh, Peter, I, I want to talk a little bit about the empowerment factor. Um, how do you empower somebody sure. that is uh, in early childhood? You, you talk about developing the brain at 85%, but what, what kind of programs and what kind of services do those young, uh, you know, young p- people under five years old uh, need? What, what, what kind of services do you provide? Sure. Uh, coming in, it really is curriculum-based. It really is education. It's not just uh, babysitting uh, or, or just daycare. It is about education, though it is the curriculum is designed for learning through play. And that really is how kids experience the world, how they figure out how things interact. So all of our classrooms that are at that you know, infant and toddler and then preschool level are all designed around age-appropriate play. And you have the right um, tools in the classroom for them to be able to to experience and, and grow and investigate and, you know, continue to uh, manipulate things and see how things work. And the teachers are all trained to be able to help the kids to, to do that and discover and, and learn how to come together. It, it's interesting with, you know, with COVID, there's certainly restrictions and things that came, you know, part of the program and the learning is also about uh, having family style meals. You know, we, they get breakfast with us, they get lunch with us, they get a snack. And it's, it, you know, f- was before sitting around the table and how do we share and and now we've had for the last year plus you know restrictions on how we could do that uh, so it's been interesting to see how our team has had to adapt and be creative and resilient in terms of delivering on you know what does education look like for a, a five-year-old etc and I can, you know, in each level, it goes even beyond that into our before and after school care. Uh, some of the Blackhawks fans that are uh, listeners uh, might be excited to hear. We just got our grant renewed with the Blackhawks. Uh, they really work with our kids who are that group from kindergarten through eighth grade um, to do STEM activities. Uh, Sarah uh, Trainer over there at uh, the foundation has been a fantastic liaison for us. And, you know, our kids get to go over to the practice facility and they, they do a lot of STEM activities. Sometimes they've done cooking things together. Uh, sometimes it's science projects. Sometimes, uh, you know, they've even been able to get on the practice ice. Uh, a lot of different pieces to that puzzle and that relationship as well. So it, it, it evolves in terms of, you know, what does that mean in terms of uh, growth and education? Uh, across that whole spectrum of what we do. That's an extremely uh, neat note about the Blackhawks there. How often do the kids get to go over there? 
you know, it uh, happens mostly during the school year. In the summertime, we're doing a lot. Uh, it's After School Matters and the Chicago Ability Grant. And so all of our kids, uh, uh, it, basically, they have summer jobs right now and doing a lot of uh, those pieces. And then we'll pick back up uh, during the school year and uh, being able to go. It, it, it depends on which group. And, but we try and get all the kids over there at different times. And uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, depending on which group you're in, you may not have been there for a month, but you know, there's different groups going all the time. Absolutely. Uh, something you said uh, before was about uh, family style meals. I thought that was very interesting uh, with, with the early uh, early childhood uh, education program that you guys have. Um, what have you noticed, right. and, and why is that beneficial to the the people that you serve to have that type type of uh, family style meals uh, uh, provided to them in school? Yeah, I mean, just think back to. Maybe when you're little, maybe you don't have all those memories uh, top of mind, but uh, in part, that's uh, a little bit about how you learn to share. Sometimes it's sharing a toy. Sometimes it's, you know, how do we come around a table together and share a meal? And what does that look like? And, and it's not only sharing the food and, you know, what are the appropriate portions to put on your plate, especially when you're, you're passing a bowl around. And um, it, how do you, not that they have a conversation that maybe you and I would have around the table, but how do little kids have to, you know, have a conversation over uh, their lunch together? And so there's a lot of pieces that are in there and, you know, what's healthy uh, and, you know, why do we need to take that broccoli uh, if, if you don't like broccoli and, and, you know, why is it important to drink all of your milk? And, you know, there's all of those pieces that are folded into uh, being able to come around a meal together. This is 670 The Score, Score Values, and we are speaking with Peter Beal Delvecchio, the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. And Peter, you list on your website three ways to get involved uh, with uh, the services. Uh, you can go to vi- visit your website at marillacstvincent.org. That is M-A-R-I-L-L-A-C, St. S-T, Vincent, V-I-N-C-E-N-T, dot org. Um, you list three ways to get involved, donate, volunteer, and advocate. Could you explain those and, and why is that? I will. I mean, obviously, why is it important? You need people to be involved with your your organization. But right. um, donate, volunteer, advocate. Um, what, how can people help out? Basically, sure. And uh, I'll make a, a an easier URL for everybody. Uh, MSVChicago dot org will also get you to our website and you can look at the uh, there's a take action button and it will give you just like you said the you know donate, volunteer, advocate options there. In terms of donating, you know, that's that's pretty straightforward. We need uh, money to be able to do what we do day in and day out. It's a simple phrase we use in the nonprofit world about it being, you know, no money, no mission. And so uh, that's what makes us go. We have an event coming up uh, in October. It's our annual Beacon of Hope luncheon. Uh, it's going to be uh, a virtual event held on Friday, October 22nd. So that's an easy way for people to, even if they can't come in person to have lunch with us, if they want to get online here and see a little bit more about what we do and have an opportunity to donate there. Uh, of course, you can always donate on our website as well. Uh, in terms of volunteering, uh, it's a huge part of making us you know, actually work and get the work done. We have uh, really, with COVID, not been able to have as many volunteers. Uh, we used to have um, 
volunteer grandparents would come into our classrooms. They would read books to kids. They would help, you know, and help manage play. Uh, and uh, we're starting to get back into that now with uh, people who are vaccinated uh, coming into the classroom. Uh, but our food pantries, uh, again, we're on the west side, uh, not maybe a mile from the United Center, further west. And uh, so People come in and help to pack up boxes uh, for distribution. Uh, again, with COVID, we've had to limit uh, how we have interaction with people coming through the door. So it looks a little different than it has for a while, but that is uh, that extra work means we need more volunteers to be able to facilitate all of that. So you can work in the food pantry. Maybe you come to our classrooms. Maybe it's working with some kids, tutoring after school. There's any number of options in terms of if you want hands-on, uh, you can you can certainly do that. There's a volunteer application that's on the website, and that's how you get the ball started there. In terms of advocacy, you know, there's a lot of uh, government uh, bills that are in uh, Springfield that uh, advocate for early childhood education. Uh, there's one right now, uh, HB 3620, that uh, is looking to uh, be sure that you can't um, uh, restrict the uh, access to the child care assistance program. Uh, it can never go below uh, the 200 percent of poverty level. So again, I talked about earlier for early Head Start and Head Start, you can only be at 100%, but for the CCAP program, it can be up to 200%. And actually right now, Governor Pritzker has pushed it uh, a little further. So uh, we just want to make sure it never falls back under 200% of federal poverty level, which is about 50000 for a family of four. So there's a bill out there right now. Those are the kind of things, those bills that are out there can help us to just stabilize things for the communities that we serve. So that's another way you can, you can get out there and advocate and, and contribute to what we do every day. That's the voice of Peter Beal Del Vecchio, the CEO of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. Again, you can visit their website at msvchicago.org, and there you can donate, volunteer, and be an advocate for early education, uh, like Peter just said. Peter, thank you so much for your time in helping educate our audience about uh, MSV. Yeah, can I just put one more plug in? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rush University Hospital has been a fantastic hospital. Uh, partner with us. They've been doing COVID vaccinations and uh, starting this Friday and for the next eight weeks, every Friday between 8 and 1130 in the morning at our West Side location at um, 2859 West Jackson, you can come and get uh, free COVID shots and uh, they have Pfizer and they have Johnson & Johnson. So kids as young as 12 can come and get vaccinated, and they've already promised that if the vaccine gets approved for kids under 12, they'll continue to work with us into the fall to allow our families to take advantage of the vaccine. So they've just been an, an incredible partner of ours and really wanted to lift them up as well as uh, one more uh, with uh, Riverside Foods. Riverside has, has been a great uh, partner. They uh, are giving us a grant so that we can purchase greens and produce for each of our food pantry guests uh, at the Garfield Park Produce and Urban Produce, uh, both local growers on the west side. And uh, it's just a tremendous partnership where uh, you see corporate uh, support 
supporting other nonprofits that then make it to us and the, and the people that we serve in the pantry. There's just so many good things going on out here. So between Riverside Foods and that partnership and Rush University Hospital and everything with the Blackhawks and Chicago Ability Grant, there's a lot going on over here, both the, on the west side and in our location on Lincoln Park. Extremely exciting stuff there. I just want to make sure uh, the Foglia Family and Youth Center on 2859 West Jackson Boulevard is where you guys are going to pair up with Rush for those vaccines, right? That's correct. Okay, 2859, yes. and that's starting Friday? Yeah, starting this Friday. Uh, they, they've been doing it for a few Fridays, but now we have a regular schedule for the next eight Fridays in a row. Awesome. Very exciting, Peter. Thank you so much for your time, and we're, we're really uh, grateful for your time and, and, and helping us get educated about uh, Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. Thanks, Sean. Really appreciate it. This past week on the Lawrence Holmes Show, which airs weekdays noon to 2 on 670 The Score, Lawrence welcomed in WGN-TV reporter Mike Lowe to talk about why he is participating in this year's Chicago Triathlon. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, the Chicago Triathlon, which is coming up on August 29th, so we're about 20 days away. Um, I've done it once before, and that's kind of how this all started. I did it back in 2019, and... My WGN colleague, Erin Ivory, is like a legitimate endurance athlete. Like she's done Ironmans, she's done marathons, and she does the Chicago Triathlon every year. But uh, this year she had a heart attack, and she's not that old, right? She's she's about our age. She's early 40s. Uh, and so it was really scary. And so she cannot participate in uh any kind of strenuous activity, at least for the time being. So I said, you know what? Aaron was such a big help to me when I did this the first time, giving me all these tips about training and really even just the mechanics of how you maneuver yourself on race day through the transition areas from the swim to the bike to the run and, and all of those kinds of things that you would never know unless you had somebody telling you. Um, she was such a great uh, help to me during that time. I said, why don't we do something where we kind of do this in her honor. And so I decided to do it. And then uh, some of the people at our station, my news director, our executive producer, Dana Ballard, um, talked a little bit about, well, maybe we can run, you know, do this and raise money, raise awareness about heart health. And so we're doing this uh, this fundraiser with the American Heart Association um, to try and raise awareness about heart health and raise a little bit of money to, to try and uh, – do some more research and, and help people who are dealing with heart disease, which, by the way, remains the number one killer worldwide. So if you don't have it and you don't know somebody in your immediate family who has it, chances are you will know someone in your life at some point who suffers from heart disease. Yeah, I saw the feature on Aaron and, and it brought me to tears because you know, I don't know Aaron very well. We've talked maybe a couple of times but I know that that all of this stuff means a ton to her. And th- what I thought was important was is that she showed th- the value of, of what she's doing and what the feature proved was she's in incredible shape and still had a heart attack. And Absolutely. I- she is the most, she is in tip to, I would say maybe only Jarrett Payton is in better shape at WGN. She is, she is a legitimate uh endurance athlete like she does this all the time 
And so to see that and and knowing how much that means to her and her like not actually being able to not just participate in this triathlon, but she has to be careful about anything that she does. I, I thought it was really honorable of you to to look at this as an opportunity to have her participate in something that she loves while putting yourself back to the test to to do this again. And trust me, after COVID, after sitting around for a year with gyms being closed, like it's it's hard. It's hard getting back in shape. But uh, all I'm trying to do is finish it. I'm not trying to be Michael Phelps in the water or Lance Armstrong on the bike or whatever, uh, who's a great distance runner, uh, Jim Ryan. <laughs> but I, I'm not trying to break any records. I'm just trying to finish it, which I think I can. Like I said, I've, I've done it once before, um, but it is kind of a, a monumental task getting back into shape after you've gotten out of it. Sure. So, so it's, uh, and I know like you are an avid, or you, I know you used to run and you bike all the time. And um, I love kind of following the, the trails that you take us on, uh, on the South side and showing us, uh, some of the cool spots where you can go to. And that's actually, we're going to, we do these features now for the month of August. We're doing, um, we're calling them triathlon Tuesday. <laughs> so okay. kind of follow, follow my training. And then we also give you some advice and, uh, from doctors and things like that about heart health. And so that'll be on tomorrow at four o'clock. And I think one of the upcoming ones, not this week, but the next week, we're going to talk about all the cool trails and where you can do open water swimming in Chicago. Did you know, by the way, that Ohio street beach is regarded by athletes worldwide as one of the best places to do open water swimming, not only because you're in a in clean, fresh water, a great lake, but because that area where the playpen is, um, is essentially surrounded by those breakwaters, those circular, uh, semi-circle breakwaters. So it creates like a very calm bay almost right there from Lake Point Tower North. I um, had no so, idea. So athletes from around the world come there. And if you go there at like sunrise or six in the morning, you will see a bunch of people in their swim caps just getting ready for this. And like I said, the Chicago triathlon is the largest triathlon in the world. It usually attracts about 10,000 athletes. I think those numbers are expected to be a little bit smaller this year because of the pandemic, but it is, it's one of the premier triathlons in the world, certainly the largest. And, you know, you got Lake Michigan, you got your biking on Lakeshore drive, and then you're running along, uh, along the lakefront there past Soldier Field. And it's it's just a really cool experience. Um, and I just hope I can finish it, like I said. <laughs> I just tweeted out a link if you would like to support Mr. Lowe and his endeavor. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me on Twitter. You can follow him at Mike Lowe Reports. And you can donate to the cause, which I think is great. And I think it's great that he is lifting up his teammate, Aaron Ivory, after everything that she's gone through over the last year. When you did your your first triathlon, did you go, I'm out, I'm never doing this again? Right right at the I, right as I finished it, I'm like, I'm gonna do this next year. <laughs> like because I wanted to do better. And then uh we had COVID. So I did it in 2019, 2020 was canceled, and so I kinda had my eye on doing it again. And it was like maybe this is the thing that I have to have the goal to like whip me into shape to get uh to get back, you know, into the gym and running and biking and doing those kinds of things. I would not normally swim 
as a workout. And that I think is the biggest barrier for people to do something like this, because let's face it. Uh, one of my coaches that I'm working with calls the water, the lie detector. Like you can dog it as you're jogging or biking. You can just pedal slowly. If you're really gassed. Yeah. But you can't just stop in the middle of open water with no flotation devices. So you got to be able to do that. And so that's the real test for me. Um, you know, I was in high school, for example, like I played football and I didn't swim, you know, I mean, I've been around Lake Michigan my whole life, so I know how to swim, but not in any great distance or, you know, there's a real art to it. Like the mechanics of how you breathe and what stroke you're doing and how to expend energy and kick at the right times. And, um, so I'm trying to like do the crash course of that right now and, and just be able to finish it, which I think I will be able to, but but we'll see. <laughs> if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That is scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Sean Anderson, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.